is bread life. Yo, chill. Yo, yo, it's Haiti and Lexi talking that good shit. The podcast is fire, so you know they lit. Sit down and listen, they won't flip the switch. If you think making throw cash is ladies pick, yeah, uh huh, cash is ladies pick. Hey girl. Hey, how you doing? Hola, hola. Good morning, I should say, because it's 1230 in the morning now. Yes. And I have you up late recording some late night-ish. Yes, I'm <laughs> loving it. Loving it, loving it. I'm trying to have my sexy ASMR voice like you. I don't know if it's working, <laughs> but I try. <laughs> So sound sexy. Yes, yes. I'm feeling kind of nice right now. I had like three cups of Tito's with lemonade. You know, I've never tried Tito's. I'm gonna have to try that. Tito's is really good. It's nice and smooth. I, I like it. I have to try it. I've had two glasses of Moscato so far. Mm-hmm. I'm on my third. And the kids are asleep. Finally. Mm. Both. After after some gummies or not? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, melatonin. <laughs> gummies are non-habit forming gummies. They're all natural, and I do not give it to them every day. I don't want to sound like a horrible mother. Right, right. Before anyone gets the wrong idea about gummies, the melatonin. Yes, the doctor recommended. The, the gummies for them because um they're both very hyper jacob yeah. he's next week he gets evaluated to see if he has adhd and you know sometimes he has trouble sleeping so the doctors recommended that i could give it to them because it's something natural instead of overdosing them with benadryl or nyquil mm-hmm. melatonin i give it to them every now and it relaxes them yes it does because they get super super hyper Mm. Okay, so let's get straight into the shits. So it's in case you guys don't know by now that sexy voice on the other end. That's Barbie from the Let Me Touch You podcast. Hey. So it's <laughs> me and her today. About to start some shit. Talk some shit. Late night edition of Ladies Bitch. Uh okay, so I wanted to talk about monogamy. Now I know that you, from what I know about you, you are on the traditional side. Am I right? Or yeah. Am I wrong? Very okay. No. Okay. So as for me, I'm not so much on the traditional side, especially when it comes to monogamy. Mm-hmm. So I had posted something earlier today that said that... Um, not too many men are down for mono- for polyamorous relationships because it takes the thrill um, of cheating away. So basically, okay, so if you guys don't know what a polyamorous relationship consists of, it's basically the practice of or desire for intimate relationships with more than one partner with consent of all partners involved, right? So, in my opinion, I feel like a lot of men um, will not agree or consent to this type of relationship because it's not cheating and it takes away the thrill of cheating. And from what I've heard from people that have cheated and I have also been on that end, um, there's a thrill there's this kind of thrill this um we're not supposed to be doing this or we might get caught yes of that thrill. adrenaline rush right right mm-hmm. to cheating. yes so you don't have that thrill when you're involved in a polyamorous relationship with someone because believe it or not it's not cheating yeah so right so it defeats so, the purpose kind of it defeats the purpose exactly mm-hmm so, what is your what's your opinion on that? 
Like, are you for monogamy? Are you for a polyamorous relationship? Like, where do you stand with that? Monogamy. I'm very old-fashioned. And, you know, I've had friends to try to, like, kind of get me out of that way, the way that I am. But it's hard. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, my mom raised us very strict. She raised us very old school. The mm. that saying, la mujer de la casa y los hombres de la calle, in English right. is the woman is supposed to be at home and the men are for the streets. So I've always had that in my head growing up. Mm-hmm. And the cheating, I'm not a cheater, and I don't like sharing. Okay. I always say sharing isn't caring when it comes to that. And I wouldn't feel right allowing my man to be out there sleeping with someone else. I wouldn't be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Something I wouldn't be okay with. But you know, it would it would sort of be okay. So I'm, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be it would be more like. He's having two relationships and you guys know about each other. You guys are now together like, uh, you know, three of you, all three of you guys together in a relationship. But it's more like he has this relationship with you, but he also has a relationship or a sexual relationship with someone else. As Okay, so it can be kind of like um, an example, like maybe you fulfill an emotional need or the opposite, you fulfill a physical need for him but the other person feels something emotional for him you understand yeah i understand but i that couldn't yeah because i'll i'll feel like if it's always a competition i wouldn't really be happy i'll feel like everything i do i'm trying to do it to the best of my ability just so he can probably spend less time with the other chick so i can beat her and eventually win him over fully so he won't have to need that other person. So it would be a constant competition yes. for you to be better than this other woman and to try to fulfill everything for him as opposed to him getting everything fulfilled for him too. Yes. But remember, you also will be allowed to be with someone else. It's not just him. Nah, I can't. <laughs> I think that would be a headache. It's like being in a relationship with one person is a job itself already. It's like having two full-time jobs. Right. And then aside from all the other jobs you would have. Yes. Being a mom, working. Yes. I get it. Would you? Would that be something that? It is something that I would be open to. And it's only because... um, I'm a person that I don't necessarily conform to like social construct of monogamy. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that it's possible for you to find, um, you know, not to find different things in different people. So I don't believe that you can find one person that's going to satisfy you physically mentally emotionally spiritually and maybe that makes me sound a little bit selfish right because it's like then you're not you're never gonna find a man that's gonna make you happy because you're gonna try to always look for these other things it's it's not that it's not like I necessarily need to have that I don't need to be in a polyamorous relationship whatever but it's something that if I was with someone else and someone that was open to it, I'm open to it already. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not something that I necessarily... I, I, nowadays, at the age that I am, the experience that I've had with men and relationships and dating, I really feel like monogamy is dead. Yeah. Honestly. I agree. And I agree with you in the sense that we will never find that perfect person to fulfill us in all of our needs but in my case I've always tried to outweigh the good and the bad Mm -hmm. I'm one that I swear to you I have written down my pros and cons list about guys and I'm like okay so so have I yeah can I do that is this better than this 
and I take it from there to prevent me from cheating. Because, you know, there's times where you're completely, the guy can be it and he can suck in bed. And you're like, damn, you know, this is the guy that I've always wanted to be with. He's everything. He treats me good. For me, for example, he's great to my children, everything. But he's a Miniman. I have that luck. Now, what do you I have do? the luck of attracting Minutemen? Yes. Oh, my God. I think, was it you that tagged me in a post? Somebody, and I wrote that today. Yeah. Things you don't talk Yeah, things you no longer have patience for. I did see that you commented Minutemen. Minutemen. And that's usually the case for me. But in that case, you know, when everything else outweighs the whole little Minuteman thing, I find ways to work around it. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard oh to find someone nowadays that's going to fulfill you completely <laughs> and find someone that is going to be loyal to you as well because dating now is just, it's all about getting into the other person's pants, I feel. Mm-hmm. That's not even dating, that's just, that's just game. <laughs> Yes, yeah. game being used and deceit. I think you know. Oh, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of a lot of men also. I'm not gonna just shit on them completely. I think a lot of men, um, their attention span, I guess, on getting to know women, it's very short. So they tend to kind of just get bored really quickly because, again, there are so many options out there. So it's like, okay, this woman. I've been talking to her for a month. It's it's getting boring. It's tiring. If she's especially if she's not giving it up, yeah, it's like I'm gonna go to the next. You know, guys wait, and I usually tell them that from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. This one guy I was really interested in. Um, he was like, you know, what's the longest you have ever made a guy wait? I was like nine months. He's like nine months. I was like, yeah. He waited. He got it. It was worth the wait. Mm. Oh, I'm nine months. Wow. I'm very old fashioned when it comes to that as well. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I'm not judging anyone that doesn't make guys wait because sometimes you can have sex with someone you meet the first night, and that could be the person you end up with. Everyone yeah. is different, but for me, I will feel much better waiting and making sure that I'm making the correct decision because I don't like regretting anything I do. My last relationship, we waited. I actually waited three months. Three months three to months have sex with him. Mm-hmm. We hung out. We kicked it. And he was patient. Towards the end, he was being a little bit impatient because um, he would kick it in my house. And then, you know, we would watch movies three, four in the morning. And then I'd be like, oh, you got to go. And he'll be like, what? Three, four in the morning? Like, I've been <laughs> drinking. And I'm like, no, you can't stay here. Like, you gotta go. We're not doing this. And he was like, damn. But yeah, I, I remember I waited three months and that was because I was trying to do things different. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when you're doing the same thing with men and you're getting the same results, you kind of have to change things up. Yes. And see if you get different results. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was like, I'm gonna do things different this time around. I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna make him wait. I'm gonna get to really know him. You know, if he stands the test of time and and he shows me something different, which yes. he totally did, then you know, and he did, and he totally did. And we moved to that for five years, but you know, it ended. But he wasn't I, a bad man. But I, I, it was definitely um, a learning experience. So I had one guy that made me wait. It was crazy because I was like, if I was a dude, he would come over, mm-hmm. same thing, watch movies and stuff. And one day he decided to go down on me. And I'm like, oh, this is it. Like the ill nigga. I went into my job, pulled out the <laughs> condom. <laughs> and he, I was like, here. He was like, what you mean here? He was like, nah, I just want to please you. I was like, all right. So then here you go. You're going to mm-hmm. please me. He was like, no, we're not doing none of that. Just relax. I was like, relax? What is this guy talking about? That happened to me before, so yeah. I ended up falling for him. (laughs) Really? Yes. But it was all part of his game. 
is that some and I said this to someone recently there are men out there that really really know women mm-hmm. they have taken the time they have perfected the craft they really know women they really know how to get in their heads yep it's it's crazy and those are the things that we fall for because I'm like a sapiosexual how they say like if you stimulate my brain it really turns me on you know yes yes so that's ooh, I hate when I meet those men mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, basically. So statistics say that only 17%, only 17% of relationships are monogamous. That's a very low number. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Too low. 17%, right. And 4% of relationships um, are open. To an open relationship, to a polyamorous relationship. So that's basically like one couple, one out of every 25 couples. It's okay with that. Yeah. They're willing to try. That's 4%. That's crazy. Which, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just to throw it, just to throw it in there, the divorce rate right now in the US is 39%. And Did it, it go up or down? Went up. It actually went up because COVID, mistaken, girl. <laughs> because of COVID, everybody's yeah. getting tired of each other. Yeah, you know what it is. People in quarantine have realized how much they can't stand their significant others. Yes, and you're That's in quarantine. Like, you can't go out there and cheat on your significant other that either. Too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is like the number one reason for this divorce? The number one cause of divorce. What would you say? People realizing who their mate really is. Because a lot of times, you know, we get so consumed in work and our daily activities. When you get home and you settle down from work and your mate does, you basically Mm -hmm. have time to sit down, eat dinner, talk about how your day was and start preparing for the next day. So it becomes a routine. Um, And with COVID, everybody's routine stopped. So you're stuck at home with your partner and you're noticing all these annoying little things that he or she does. And it's like, oh my God, I never noticed this. I never paid attention to this. So I think all those things probably started adding up and they were like, yeah, no, I can't do this. I don't know how I didn't see it before, but now that I'm spending more time with you, I realize we have nothing in common. We can't have conversations. We We can't even agree on the same movies to watch. Mm-hmm. So I feel that that's one of the main reasons. And then, of course, the second is because if they were in that relationship and they were cheating, they couldn't cheat anymore. So probably their partner was giving them that 80 percent and that other person was giving them the 20 mm-hmm. and them lacking that 20. They couldn't deal with it. So they decided to, you know what, let me get up and go. I'm better off alone. That reminds me of the when you say now the eighty twenty reminds me of um the movie with Tyler Perry. Which one? What was the name of that movie? Oh my god, the one with Joe Scott. I know it was Joe um, Scott. Um Why Did I Get Married? Yes, 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 yes. That yeah. movie makes me cry all the time. Oh my god. You know, I was in that shitty first relationship when that movie came out. And I remember that I used to watch that movie and cry so much. Like, yep. I felt yeah. her pain. Yeah, and it, exactly the way the tables turned is exactly how the tables turned in my relationship. Like, I'm still waiting for my day to come. Yeah, after everything was said and done, like, you know, he was everything, everything. The way his life turned around and he wanted to come back, it was the same exact thing that happened to me. And you never think that those, you, you always be the best that you can be in a relationship, right? You never think. Yep. That the person that takes you for granted is ever going to realize it. Mm-hmm. And I remember always thinking that in a relationship. Like, when I leave, is he going to regret it? He's probably not going to care. But, yeah, it, it didn't happen that way. He regretted a lot of the things he did. And he apologized after and everything. I'm still waiting for my apologies, mm-hmm. girl. But yeah, I know it will come one day. Yeah, like, because everything went, like, downhill. 
I, I never wish anything bad on him because I'm a person that believes in karma and I feel like that's gonna come back tenfold. Yeah. You know, but you know, his life took a, like a spiral downward and he was he noticed that I was kind of there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um not there for him, but it our our paths crossed and he basically like needed me. You know? How did it feel being on the other end? It I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, because this was a man that I put up on a pedestal, you know, like and I couldn't believe that now the tables were turned and it was like he wanted me back and everything after years of not being together. And I was like, I can't. I can't do it. That's, that's, I'm not that same person yeah. that I was, you know, years ago when we started. I wasn't the same person that loved you. I'll always have love for you in my heart because I grew up. But Were you able to forgive him and like let it go or you just forgave to. him and... So you just let it go. You didn't hold on to that grudge. Yeah, no, I that's good. I, yeah. At that moment, when I got the apology for everything that happened, I had to because if not, I would have that resentment in my heart, and I would, yeah, you know, it was only going to poison me, and I was going to take that on on the next man. Mm-hmm. I would have taken it out on my second relationship, and he didn't deserve that. Yeah. So I had to, I had to let it go. And when I was able to speak to him and get my apology and we were able to talk about things, I just, I let everything go. But it was hard. It was definitely hard. It is. But it's necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, I didn't, he never apologized. So to this day, he never apologized. And it's crazy because it's the boy's father. He left me when I was three months pregnant from my second son. He told me that, you know, he loved me. But he needed time to go out there and do him, basically. He asked me to give oh, him he two told years. You like that right in your face? Yes. On a Christmas Eve, girl. Christmas Eve. Wow. We were living together at that time. And he was like, um, you know, I think it's best if you go back with your mom. I'm like, why? He said, you know, I love you, but I need time to do me. He said, I need you to give me two years to get everything out of my system and then I'll come back to you and the boys and I just looked at him I was like wow I remember calling my nephew I was like I need you to come with your car come pick me up and that same night I moved back into my mother's house Mm -hmm. and girl it hurt like hell because he told me to my face that he was basically gonna go out there and start sleeping with a whole bunch of other women yeah, but in a way, I respected it because he could have just had me there and could have been doing whatever else he wanted to do. So I kind of gave him that respect. Like, you know, I appreciate you coming to me and telling me. But still, three months mm-hmm. pregnant and you're going to do this to me now. And the crazy thing is that um, I was working and going to school and he came and before this happened, before the breakup, he was like, you know, I think you should stop working and dedicate your time to school. That's when I was going to school for my RN. He said, dedicate your time to school and, you know, focus on Joel and the pregnancy. I was like, okay. And then he waited to tell me that so I can leave. And a couple of years later, he confessed to me that it was part of his plan. So I wouldn't be able to stay with the apartment. You got it? That's why he made wow. me stop working. Right. Yep. Crazy. Oh, tough. And he still to this day has never apologized. And it took me to like maybe five, six years ago, I finally decided to let things go. And my son that I was three months pregnant with at that time is 12. So I finally had to let it go because I wasn't allowing any guy to come into my heart because I still had all that anger from before. Yeah, you hold on to that resentment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Tough, especially when children are involved. Yep. Oh. I wanted to kill them. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe you when you say that. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. I'm a true believer of that. 
so no you're right you're absolutely right about that um let me ask you another question really quickly because i have to ask you because if not my old woman memory the question <laughs> will vanish okay doña <laughs> Okay, so do you believe that society um, society basically places this monogamy on us? They say that, they, you know, basically we're conditioned to believe that we, we should only spend the rest of our lives or procreate with one person? Or do Not, you think? I don't think society... Mm-hmm. If you look at everything, everybody's a hot mess. If we go by that, I think it's more of our upbringing, depending on how you were raised and what you saw in your household and what you felt was right and wrong. Right. But I was a- raised in I was raised in a very strict household. I mean, very strict. Yeah, my mom and my stepdad been together. I'm 35. They've been together 32 years. Um, my grandparents were together for oh my god, they met when they were like 13. Oh, that's in, beautiful. Back in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. I want that one day. Yeah, everyone like my uncles. They've been with their significant others. Um, for years, I've never seen, except for one of my uncles that we call him the J-Lo because he's always has like a new partner every <laughs> few years. But um, aside from him, you know, my other uncles and my aunt, they've been married for years before I was even born. And have, so, in your perception, have they been happy? Um, no. The only one that I can say, the only one that I can say is my aunt, her husband. Um, mm-hmm. I always didn't like I always put them as like like a marriage that I wanted and then growing up you don't know that people actually have problems or they always look happy it was like the picture perfect marriage yeah but now you know of course I know that they've had their problems but they've always stayed together they've never had a separation you know my aunt had two kids she she went through the whole trying to get pregnant and couldn't with him. Like she had that struggle. She ended up having my two cousins after like ten years of marriage. Oh, wow. And yeah. So I've been surrounded by people that have been married and you know have had that traditional marriage kids type of life, right? Mm-hmm. And here I am where I feel like I'm outside of the box. I think outside of the box. Like, I don't think that you can only be with one person. I really don't feel that you can just be with one person. Maybe that. Um, that's why I asked you if your perception is if they were always happy. Maybe you noticed that they weren't happy. <clears throat> maybe you saw that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why you feel. No, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, see. there was. I, I do know that there was a lot of cheating. I know there was mm-hmm. a lot of um, unhappiness. It was. I. I did see that. Yeah, I did so, see the ugly side. Yeah. So um, in the back of your head, you're like, I don't want to grow up and look forward to this. You know, I'd rather be out there doing my own thing, doing what makes me happy, not what my family or society feels is the correct way to be happy right. so that's probably why you are the opposite me my mom never showed anything like I grew up thinking life was perfect my mom and my dad broke up when I was five but they still had um like one of those relationships that were like kind of on and off but it was just always great And um, I never saw any fights, heard any arguments, anything. So I don't know. And everybody that I grew up around was the opposite. It's crazy. Was the opposite. Um, They were with one person here, a couple of months, the next person there. Um, Very messy. 
So I guess probably it's crazy because I guess that's probably why I want the opposite of what I saw and why you want the opposite of what you saw. Of what I saw, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I used to always say I would never, because my mom never brought any man around us. Me and my sisters have two di- um two father, different fathers, sorry. My oldest, mm-hmm. two older sisters have the same father. I have a different father. And the only man that would come to my house was my father and their father when he would visit. My mother never dated after my father, anything, anything. Um, So the respect that she gave us is the respect I always said I'll give my kids. Yeah. And I've always been around people that... Yeah, and you're pretty much like that. Yeah. I don't bring anybody around the kids, anything. The twins have never seen anybody, even though there hasn't been anybody after their father. But the boys, all they know is the twins' father and their father. Right. So, and whenever I do see, like, people that I know that are dating and bring any and everybody around their kids, I'm like, why? You know? I do know. I do know um, a few people like that, for sure. It's not healthy for the kids. Because mm-hmm. you never know if I understand if you guys been dating for over a year, then okay. But if you just met this guy a couple of months ago, you don't know what's gonna happen. Right. I'm a believer, a true believer of that. Even though I know when I read the Steve Harvey book, he says this should us females have that problem that it should be the opposite way. Yeah, that, think like a man. Yes. When you meet a man, you should first introduce him to your kids to see, you know, how he interacts with your kids. Right. But I don't agree with that. Yeah, I can't say. I can't say because I don't have kids. So. Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't say what I would or wouldn't do mm-hmm. if I was in that situation. I do know that I have um, dated a few guys that have kids. Yeah. Um, the last guy that I was talking to, we were talking for about six months or so, like five or six months, and um, he had two kids, grown. They were, if I'm not mistaken, eleven and twelve, eleven and thirteen, something like that, something mm-hmm. that age. And I remember him telling me that he doesn't bring any girls like around his kids and he was a person that always was with his daughter he was always with his kids but he was always more with his daughter because they were from two different moms okay so i remember there were times when like we were supposed to hang out and he'd be like no i don't you know the mom's gotta work or i have my daughter like he would you know he, he was very responsible very responsible father I used to love that. I used to plug him out. He's a great father. I love that. <laughs> did so, that ruin anything for you? I always wondered how did. the other mm-hmm. person it felt. Did. No, I did. Mm-hmm. It, it was one of the reasons why we, because um, we were building a great friendship. Him and I. We had, we were like, um, our connection was like amazing. Um, I don't want to say ruin it because I don't want to make it sound like it was a problem. Yeah, but it did kind of become a problem because, and he used to tell me like from the beginning, like I need a woman that's very understanding because you know um, I have kids and I'm I'm like one of those fathers that's very much involved with their kids. I'm always with my kids, my kids are my priority, and I'm like okay, you know that's fine. I'm I am an understanding person by nature anyway, mm-hmm. but it did become a problem when we had plans and then you kind of have to break them and then it kind of happened like a few times and it's like okay yeah it's kind of hard going on yeah and I I didn't want to be a bitch but then I ended up kind of being a bitch about it and he was just like see this is why I said like I need someone that's he was like this is why I tend to stay away from women that don't have kids that's what he told me that's how I feel if you don't have kids I can't told me just like that like bluntly like this is why I tend to stay women stay away from women that don't have kids because they don't understand he was like I can't move as freely as you can he was like ask your friends to have kids I'm pretty sure they can't move as freely as they as they want to yeah you know so Mm -hmm. he would try sometimes he would you know he had his mom and that would sometimes babysit and I, 
I've went to his house and, you know, he would make sure his kids weren't there. His daughter wasn't there. So, but eventually he ended up just, like, just being, you know, we're still friends, actually. But, um, you know, there's nothing that I could have really done. It's always It was always going to be constant type of thing. So, yes. And his, yeah, his, and his mind was also... Eventually, I realized that his mind really wasn't on, like, dating or anything serious. It was just, like, I don't know what it was, but. That's why I say I won't put myself out there to date again until the twins are a little older. I give myself, like, three more years. Mm-hmm. Twins are five. So I say by eight where they're at an age where if I do meet someone and I'm, I see it going somewhere, I can explain to them and they'll understand and it won't hurt them. Mm-hmm. But for now, I wouldn't jeopardize hurting them or hurting myself. It's not happening new time soon. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, for you as well, it would be kind of difficult to even try to maintain any type of like polyamorous relationship <laughs> yeah I don't even have time for myself I'm gonna have time for two guys yeah <clears throat> someone told me on twitter um, this guy that always wants to debate with me I don't even know him personally but I just know him as a twitter twitter friend mm-hmm. but he told me that basically um, it could be that it's not so much for the thrill of cheating that men don't agree to the idea of a polyamorous relationship but it's more of like when you have a, a relationship and then you have a side piece um, there's a side piece doesn't require as much responsibility as a that girlfriend. is true so he's like maybe it's just that the man just doesn't want two women to be responsible for because remember you have to be responsible for these women's feelings, emotional, their mental well-being, their, their physical, their spiritual. Sometimes I feel the side piece gets the better end of it. Why do you say that? The side chicks, sometimes they'll diss the main chick because they know that she's going to be there to go spend more time with the side chick. They'll take the side chick out to dinner, to movies, the side chick knows that she's the side chick and the guy tries to do whatever she they can to make sure that she's a content side chick. If they do anything to mess it up, that side chick could switch it up and blow up your whole spot. So I feel Yes. Basically. So I feel the side chick does get treated better than the main chick. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of girls are okay with being the side chick. And that's why things are a little more complicated with dating because it's become you a little more women. easier for men. Mm-hmm. You have women that are comfortable. Mm-hmm. And especially for those women that don't necessarily want commitment. Yeah. You know, that's yep. a perfect relationship for a man who likes to see and for a woman who doesn't love commitment. Mm-hmm. Or doesn't have time for a committed relationship. I know this guy that has been in a relationship for, I think he's been in a relationship for like 10 years. And he has a side chick for a little over seven years already. I know. I, I know. <laughs> I know people, girl. I know people like that. I'd be like, oh my God. Yep. Like that is crazy. And she's okay with it because, you know, whatever she wants, she gets. He helps her pay her bills. She keeps her mouth shut. She knows if she mm-hmm. talks or says something, everything he does for her is out the window. And you know what? Sometimes the side chick even does things for the man. Because I know, oh my God, listen, I know a story. Um, This guy... He had, and this was the father of like, you know, one of my exes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he had, of course, the relation was married to the mom for years. And he had an affair with this woman, carried this relationship for years. 
because they've been married for over I want to say like maybe 40 years or so 40 plus years and he's had this side chick for a good 20 years no more because he had a side child no 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 he had a side child and the kid is not he's not even a kid he's a grown man he's about like 24 oh no and I remember my ex telling me that his father was basically like just told his mom one day like listen I have a child he's gonna be accepted it was one of those marriages where like what the man says and what the man does is is what goes yeah and the woman has no say so you can't say anything basically you just tolerate it mm-hmm. um because he's the breadwinner and the provider sole provider so um he was just like listen I have this woman she had my child the kid at the time I remember my ex told me he met his brother when he was like six the brother was like crazy like six mm-hmm. so he yeah and till this day He's still with that woman. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 just crazy to me that it, it's basically like he's in a polyamorous relationship, you could say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people he, are the, the in wife one. didn't consent to it. it you took the words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of people are in one. It's just one party didn't consent. Right. It's just like, yo, you're gonna have to accept it is what it is. You wanna be with me? This is what it is. This is who I am, and that's it. If you fall See in love, that, well, you're okay with it. I'm um, okay but, with it, but you're not gonna make that type of decision yeah. for me. You know what I'm saying? Like it has to be something that we both agree on. Mm-hmm. We sit down, we talk about it, we create boundaries, and we discuss the pros and the cons of this. So you're deeply, let's forward. say, in the future, you're deeply in love with this guy, and you're not okay with that you're not willing to share him you just want to spend the rest of your life with him and only him no Mm -hmm. other chick and he gives you the ultimatum what would you do the ultimatum as far as like he wants to be with other women yes and i'm deeply in love and i don't want to Mm -hmm. it has to you're like over that yeah it would have to as much as it might break me it would have to end because I know how I am, how I operate. I'm a hell of an overthinker. I I know I can be a little like I have a little jealousy in me. Yeah, everybody does. I do. I do have it in me. It's just that it's well controlled <laughs> now because I'm older and I don't really like to get out of character the way I used to over petty shit. You know, so now I actually, before I used to like how they say squeeze first, ask questions last. Yeah. Now I think things through before I act on impulse. So it takes time, but I've, I, I haven't mastered it, but I could pretty much control it at this point. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe I've never been in love. I haven't been that crazy in love type of shit. I feel, I Never? Feel like I've been, listen, I feel like I've been in love with him at first. Because he really had me at the brinks of, like, crazy. So I feel like I was in love with him. But You will never love again the way you loved him. So if you're looking for something else like that, you're never going to find it. Mm-hmm. So you can't compare it. Your first love, nobody will ever match that. I remember... I spent years looking for someone to fulfill that love that I got from my first love. And I never found it. And then I realized, you know what? I'm never going to love somebody the way I loved him. And I ended up love, you know, falling for someone else. But it was just a different type of love. Mm -hmm. So one day you will, but it will never be the same. So don't ever go based on that like oh this one doesn't make me feel the way I felt when I was in love with this one mm-hmm. it's gonna be different yeah I haven't felt that since and I loved my, my other ex my, my second relationship I I wasn't in love but I did love him he was a great man but it was definitely one of those relationships where he loved me more than I loved him for sure hands down they say those work out better. Yeah. 
But what happened is that he loved me to the point where it created, and I don't even want to say it created, he was already that way, uh, insecure and jealous and controlling. And okay. I'm a person, yeah, I'm a person that I cannot, I can't be controlled. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I can't. You can't, the more you try to like control me and tie me down and tell me what to do, the more I'm gonna wanna like mm-mm. do the complete opposite it's like you're putting, of what you... Yeah, it's like you're mm-hmm. you're putting my back against the wall and I have to like do what I have to do to get free type of shit. So yeah, and to prove to you have... that you cannot control me. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, no, you know, you can't you're not my father. I know the way I have to behave. The thing was that that was his first, I was his first serious relationship. Oh, okay. So he hadn't been in any of, like, he had been in relationship and flings, but serious, serious, I was his first serious relationship. I was the first time that he um, really loved someone. It was the first time that he uh, lived with someone, lived with a woman, you know, so... When it ended, it was it was very rough on his part. It was rough. I was just gonna ask how was no, that breakup? No, it was it was very it was bad. Like he hates me. That like that. Wow, that mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, he hates me. I, I don't. I'm gonna say I don't want to say hate, but it was definitely. Um, I received like a lot of junk text messages, like insults and. Um, like I hate you, you ruined my life. Like I've heard through the, you know, um, family members that like he, um, they were telling him he started drinking a lot. They were saying he needed to like go to therapy. And it was bad, and it really broke oh, wow. me because I'm not type. I don't like to um, cause that type of pain on anyone. But I had yeah. to think about myself. Yeah, sometimes we do. Yeah. I had Sometimes to think of myself in that situation. Up. Because it wasn't mm-hmm. healthy. Especially towards the, <clears throat> towards the end. It wasn't healthy. You know? So. Yeah. But you live and you learn, girl. Let me just tell you, this dating pool is trash. Anyway. It's tracky. It's tracky. tracky. <laughs> <laughs> that shit showed me when you said that the other day in the car. Tracky. Tracacaca. <laughs> and he was in, you know he was a Virgo he was definitely very traditional so these things that I was into he was definitely not into uh, that's another thing that's, that's <laughs> another reason why people look for that 20 out there too mm-hmm. yes yeah, so if your partner is trying to try new things people there's nothing wrong with it you know Yeah. doesn't yeah. hurt to try new things that's gonna make things a little better for you and your partner as long as they're not violating you in a way that you know it's gonna make you feel crazy mm-hmm. there's nothing or wrong disrespecting. yeah there's nothing wrong with trying I always say if you can't if you can't say you don't like something unless you try it yes unless you know for sure for sure for sure it's not your cup of tea because we have you know don't be don't feel forced to try something you don't want to but you know you can't always say no to your partner on everything mm-hmm. you know you should yeah. be able to you know be able to try it and if you don't like it you never do it again and if you like it then you know you guys can play yeah. with that for a little bit and not only when it comes to sex, when it comes to anything oh, else. Oh, anything. Anything. Yeah. Just anything. Going out to museums. Anything. Broadway plays. Mm-hmm. Even trying different type of foods that your partner may like, you know? Just showing that little, that you're taking that step to mm-hmm. make them a little more happier means a lot to that person. We'll look back at it like, you know, at least he tried. He made the yeah. effort. Right. Oh, he got straight nose. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't want to do nothing. I just want to stay home. And it's like, okay, so then if I cheat on you, hmm, don't say nothing. I don't like it either. I don't like it. When it comes to this whole um, 
polyamorous and monogamous also you guys both have to be on the same page don't feel forced to try um polyamorous just because your partner wants to but you're not necessarily comfortable with it no don't go outside of your comfort zone if you really don't want to you should always do things because you want to not because you feel forced to Mm-hmm. If you guys are both on different pages, I highly doubt that it will ever work out. If your female partner is into it and you're not into it, don't do it. Don't do it to please her because it's going to build a lot of insecurity, a lot of jealousy, and that is going to be the end of that. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so it should definitely be something that you guys both sit down, you discuss the pros and the cons. You create boundaries, whatever you guys are comfortable with. You move forward with that. If not, don't do it. And make sure to be safe with it. Yeah, above all. Above all, yes. Stay safe because you don't need to be going out there and catching anything and bringing it back to your partner and... We don't need all of that. Be very safe with whatever decisions you make in life. Because there's consequences for everything. And we both work the craziness of like of what it's like when people are not safe and then they run into the ER trying to get these Yes. I was saying that we both. Yes. Both. People run So. Yeah. Yes. Or Definitely. unwanted pregnancies. Yes. And 